Good morning, good morning. I am super excited to be with you guys this morning. I um I come with I really feel like is a true word from God. I um I um got this word, I guess it was maybe two years ago, and then he added to it recently, and um, and then when I was asked to speak, I knew that that was the message that God wanted, and it was such a now word, um, but before I do that, I... One of the things in, in the Old Testament is they talked about the sons of Issachar. And the sons of Issachar, they could recognize the times. And I just, I, I feel like I can bring some freedom maybe to some of you this morning. Because we are in a season right now where things are messy. And... If you don't recognize the season that we're in, you're going to be frustrated. And I, we, were, we were adding on to our house. We're putting an extra bedroom in our attic. And so everything had to come out of the attic. And it was all in my living room. <laughs> and it was a complete mess. I mean, we had Christmas decorations. We had baby clothes. I mean, we're talking four kids, baby clothes for days. We had, I mean, you name it, it was in the attic. My grandmother's stuff I inherited from my grandma. And, um, and as I looked at this stuff, I'm overwhelmed. I'm completely overwhelmed by everything that I see. And, um, and, and I, I do not like messes. And, um, and Allison was there helping me. I mean, it was, it was crazy. But the Lord spoke, and he said, it's a messy season, and things have to look messy first before they get aligned and they're organized. And we're in a season right now where he wants to, he wants to show the mess. He wants to reveal the mess to us. Maybe some things that were actually really good, some things that we valued at one time, some things that made incredible memories, but he's like, you know what, you can't hold on to that any longer, and I'm going to give you wisdom, what needs to stay and what needs to go, and then I'm going to align what needs to stay, and if you if maybe if you're this is resonating with some of you the messy before the alignment i just want to pray for you because i feel like there's major frustration in the mess but it's necessary so father god i just pray god every person who is in that messy place they're cleaning out cabinets god they're cleaning out the things of the memories, the things of you, the, the maybe belief systems even of you, God. They're cleaning those out, God. And we ask right now, Lord, that there be no frustration, but a spirit of wisdom and revelation, God, come. Reveal, God, the things that we need to keep and the things that we need to throw away. The things that we maybe need to pass on. Reveal those things, God. Give us wisdom over those things, God. And we ask that you align them well so that we can be everything that you created us to be. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So this morning I come to you 
And the word that the Lord gave me was he is a God of the breakthrough. He is a God of the breakthrough. And he has been revealing this word to me and been revealing this word to me. And who knows that when you say yes to Jesus, we are automatically enlisted into a battle. We're enlisted into God's army. And time after time, we see in the word of God where he shows us that we're in a battle. He shows us, he even uses terms. Say, for example, the church is called the ecclesia. Well, ecclesia is actually a military term that they used when they conquered land. They brought the culture that they conquered to that place so that they could show them how to become that culture. So if the Romans conquered a land, they're going to go in and show them everything that they need to know what it looks like to be a Roman. So as daughters and sons of God, we come into a place that we've conquered and we show them what the kingdom of God looks like. So if we go back to the Genesis 127 mandate, it is actually a term that he uses there that is a military term that it was the original design that God had for his people. I've got to get some water. And it's really cool because I actually have the Passion Translation of Genesis for this particular scripture, which if you don't know, we all love the, most of us love the Passion Translation around here, and he just completed Genesis. And then he's going on to Jeremiah, and then to Ruth. And so super exciting times that are ahead um, for the Passion Translation. But it says this, Then God said, Let us conceive man and woman in our image, and let them reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the livestock, creatures that creep on the ground. God created man and woman, embodied his complete image within them, his own beautiful image. He created them as his masterpiece. He created them as his masterwork, male and female, and God blessed them in his love and said, reproduce and be fruitful. Populate the earth and subdue it. Our original design is that we multiply, we reproduce, and we populate the earth and subdue the earth. So what does the term subdue there mean? It is actually a military term for conquering. As men and women of God, we are the ones that he designed to conquer the enemy territory. And he didn't set us up for us to fail. He set us up to be more than conquerors. To actually subdue the land so that those places in our life where we might need breakthrough... We were designed to get the breakthrough. We are the people that he designed for the impossibilities to bow at the name of Jesus when we speak his name. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
I love how Bill Johnson says we were created with an appetite to see the impossibilities of life bend its knee at the name of Jesus through our lips. It is in the DNA of every believer. It's what we were born for. And I just feel like this is a now time to give this word because I feel like there are some people that you have your back against the wall. You are at a Red Sea moment where you are standing with the, with the Israelites behind you and you're like looking at the sea and you're like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. God, if you don't show up and you don't show up big, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I feel like there are some people in the room that you are looking for your breakthrough right now. You are looking for those places that are causing frustration, that you're like, God, I don't know what to do with this. There's people in the room, you're facing health situations, and you're like, God, I've been believing, I have been having faith, I have been standing on your word. And you are, it's time, it is time for you to see breakthrough. And I'm here this morning because I feel like he gave me some tools to give to you that's going to help you get to the breakthrough that you have been looking for. And I do feel this one thing. I feel like God is on finances. I feel that he is saying this morning that there is breakthrough coming to your finances. And there are some people that you are like, I'm writing the check, but there's nothing in the account. and you're capped out, and you need the God of the breakthrough to show up for you. If we look at the word thrive, and that's the series that we're on right now, is thrive, and it's to flourish, to prosper, but then there's another definition, and it's actually a verb, which I thought was awesome because it's action involved, um, to progress towards or realize a goal despite or because of circumstances. To progress towards a goal, despite or because of circumstances. And as a people of God, he has created us to thrive, even in those hard places, those tough places, those I don't have any money in the account, those the doctor gave me a bad report circumstances. And he's here this morning to offer hope to you. He's here this morning to offer you ways to get the impossible to becoming possible. We see, and I love how God always shows up. He, he reveals himself in so many different ways. He reveals himself as father. He reveals himself as son. He reveals himself as the prince of peace. He reveals himself as counselor. But then we see David, and we can, go, we can go ahead and go to 1 Chronicles 14, 10. And he first shows up as God of the breakthrough with David. And it's the Philistines, and they're trying to attack David. And it says, and David inquired of God, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, Go up, and I will give them to your hand. He went up to Baal-perazim, and David struck them down there. And David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a bursting flood. Therefore, the name of that place is called Baal-perazim. 
And they left their gods there, and David gave command, and they were burned. And the Philistines yet again made another raid in the valley. You would have thought that the first raid would have been enough, like, go home. But no, they came and raided again. And it says, and David went again and inquired of God. And God said to him, you shall not go up after them, go around and come against them opposite the balsam trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, go out to battle. For God has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as God commanded him. And they struck down the Philistine army from Gibeon to Gezer. And fame of David went out through all the land. And the Lord brought fear upon all the nations. So did you see here that even though the God of the breakthrough shows up, and the breakthrough means like he went past the enemy lines. The breakthrough, he went past and defeated the enemy by going into enemy territory. But then the second strategy was different than the first strategy. So we can't always come to the same exact scenario with the same exact plan, expecting the same exact results. But instead, we have to get alone with God and say, God, can we do this together? And he's going to give you strategy on how to do it together. Because next time you're going to go around the back and you're going to conquer from the, from the back. Because he's got your back and he's got your front. He's your rear guard. So, obviously this is not an exhaustive list of ways to break through. God can break through in any way that he chooses to break through. But this is what he gave me. This is what came out of the secret place with God. And so I share with you what he gave me out of the secret place. So first of all, and, I, and really, I want you to take these, and I want you to write them down, put them in a place where when, because who knows, like, if you're not in a battle right now, you're either just out of one, or you're about to go into one. <laughs> and when you're in the middle of the, in the trenches of the battle, you sometimes can't remember the tools that you need to use. Sometimes you forget <laughs> because you're so in the day-to-day -day of how am I going to take the next step. So I want you, when I tell you these, I want you to put them in a place that you can remember and say, I need to go back to that place and look at God's strategies again. So the first one is some breakthroughs come by prayer and fasting. Some breakthroughs come by prayer and fasting. Matthew 17, verse 14. And I love this in the Passion Translation um, because it, he's talking about the unbelief that's healings, that, that hinders healing. But I maybe can show you a different way of what he's saying here. Um, they came, because it's kind of a controversial text, and 
Let's just get with it. So they came to where a large crowd had gathered to wait for Jesus. A man came and knelt before him and said, Lord, please show your tender mercy towards my son. He has a demon who afflicts him. He had epilepsy and suffers horribly from seizures. He often falls into the cooking fire into the river. I brought him to your followers, but they weren't able to heal him. And then Jesus replied to the man, Where is your faith? Can't you see how wayward and wrong this generation is? How much longer do I stay with you and put up with your doubts, bringing your son to me? Then Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out, and the boy was instantly healed. Later, the disciples came to him privately and asked, Why couldn't we cast out the demon? He told them it was because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside you no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there, and you will see it move. There is nothing you couldn't do, but this kind of demon is cast out through prayer and fasting. So we see here that one of the strategies to break through is prayer and fasting. But the more important thing that we see here is that they got alone with Jesus to ask why they didn't see the breakthrough. So before any strategy that he gives you, your first line of defense is to get alone with Jesus and ask him why the breakthrough didn't happen. Amen. Amen. So recently I um I got to I got to fight an old demon that'd like to come back and um my testimony is that I suffered some pretty horrible anxiety attacks when I first came to God and um I was suffering anxiety attacks and um I was wrapping up my my MBA at Southeastern and lots of change and um, didn't know God at the time. And I called a friend who had also had suffered anxiety attacks. And she said, Michelle, all I know to tell you to do is pray. And that's what I did. And God gave me strategies to be able to overcome anxiety attacks at that time. And that's how I came to know God is, um, is through that battle. And um, so recently, I, um, I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden, I'm like, my heart's racing. Like, what is that? And like, I, and, and it's uncontrollable. You're talking to your body, and you're like, um, body, and it's like, ding, 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 you need to deal with some stuff. And um, because, you know, our bodies are actually designed to tell us when things are wrong. It's designed to tell you like, okay, there's some stuff that you need to deal with. There's some belief systems that you need to deal with. There's some things that maybe you're thinking you can do in your own power that you actually can't. And, um, and so, yeah, so I went on this journey And I realized it had actually come from a prophetic word that was like, it was like really big. The word was like really big. And um, 
And then I started taking that on as I could do that in my own ability. And so he started showing me, and it was layers and layers of showing me that I was trying to take that on when it's like, you couldn't even speak if it weren't for me. I, don't, I can't do this in my own ability. I can't get up here and give this message in my own ability. There's nothing I can do in my own ability. I'm really just not that gifted. But he started to reveal to me over and over how, yeah, you know what? Because it all, I mapped it out. It was interesting because once I finally got to the root and I mapped it out, it was like, you don't think you're enough. You don't think you're enough. It was like, you know what? I don't think that I'm enough. I don't think that I could do that prophetic word that you gave me. And, yeah, like, it, it was, I don't, I am not enough. And then I got alone with God, and I said, but, Father, what do you say about this? What do you say about this? And I just sat, and I listened, and I said, God, what do you say about this? And he goes, you're not enough. You were never meant to be enough, baby girl. You were always meant to rely on me. You were always meant to draw your strength from me. You can't do this in your own, in your own strength and in your own talent. But it was only through getting alone with God. And sometimes the prayer and the fasting is actually that time that you get alone with God. Sometimes it's the prayer and the fasting that removes the clouds so you can actually hear and you can see him clearly and hear what he has to say about it. And I'm like, God, where? And I'm sozoing myself. Thank God I went to sozo training because I'm sozoing myself. And I'm like, so God, where are you in this picture? I'm having this major anxiety, which I know you bought and paid for. I'm having this anxiety. My heart is racing all the time. I can't get a grip on this thing. And where are you? And I saw him and I saw me and we're like super little. And it's like this huge God. And he's like, I am right here and I see it and it is nothing for me. And since then, and since he, recognized, since he spoke truth over me, it's like, you know what? I don't have to be enough. Do you know how freeing that is? I don't have to be enough. But it's only by getting alone with God and saying, what do you say about this? What is the strategy that you say about this? And then the God of the breakthrough comes in like a flood. He says, you don't have to live with this anxiety. I'm going to give you tools. I'm going to give you tools to be more than a conqueror. Every impossible situation is our invitation to seek him greater. Every impossible situation is our invitation to seek him greater. And if there's anything else that you get out of this sermon this morning, that's it. Like, it is your invitation your financial problems, it's your invitation. Your health problems, it's your invitation. 
He's saying, you got an invitation to my heart. Just come, get alone with me, and hear what I have to say about it. The next one, number two. Some breakthroughs come when two or three agree on any one thing. He designed us to have community. Community was always his idea. We were never meant to do this life alone. If you go to Matthew 18, 19, real quick, again, I give you this eternal truth. If two or three agree to ask God for something in a symphony of prayer, isn't that beautiful? In a symphony of prayer, a symphony is not one person. My heavenly Father will do it for you. For whenever two or three come together in honor of my name, I am right there with them. We were meant to do life together. We were meant to you bring your gifts. I'm going to bring my gifts. And we're going we're gonna to do this life together. Family. I remember, and, and some of, most of you know, one Louisiana that we put on um, at Southeastern, God gave us strategy, prayer strategy. He gave us the whole outline of what he wanted us to do. And, and I remember the weight of that being on my shoulders, the weight of a of $50,000 budget and having zero money. I remember that, and I remember, like, coming to Monday night prayer and just being like, if I could just make it to Monday night prayer, I'll be okay. And it was the weight of the world on my, felt like was resting on my shoulders. And I would come in and I would say, I would, I would tell Pastor Angela Murray and Pastor Poole, and I would say, I need prayer. Heaviness is so heavy on me that I need breakthrough. And they would pray for me, and breakthrough would come. Because we were meant to do life together. We weren't meant to go through these issues by ourselves. We weren't ever meant to carry this alone. And he puts people in your life that are a gift to you. They are a gift to you. The person sitting next to me, look at them, and I want you to say, you're a gift to me. Don't let me forget, you're a gift to me. Because we need each other. Number three, some breakthroughs come through praise. And this is a big one, especially emotional, with heaviness weighing on us. Sometimes the only way that we can break out of that is by, by putting on, we raise a hallelujah, God. We raise a hallelujah, God, in the midst of our enemies. And you know the testimony behind that. A little boy in the hospital, like they didn't give him through the night. And they started singing this song. I raise a hallelujah, in the presence of my enemies. I'm going to still praise you, God, in the presence of my enemies, God. And you just put it on, and you dance, and you worship, and you thank God. Amen. And that heaviness has to come off. The God of the breakthrough shows up because the thankfulness. Amen. says, God, I'm going to, I am going to worship you in the midst of this storm. 
Don't let somebody steal your song. Don't let the enemy steal your song. Don't let the enemy steal your dance. It's your weapon. It is your weapon to defeat the enemy. It pushes back the enemy lines like David. You just get along with God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Do it, God. I'm going to praise you, God. You get alone with him and you just dance before him. Because it's your weapon. It's your weapon. You're not going to steal my song. You're not going to steal my dance. It was meant for him. I'm going to burn for him regardless. It's interesting because I was watching this show. Brene Brown, does everybody know who that is? She is incredible. Okay, so she is like a researcher who researches human behaviors and our need for vulnerability and our need for belonging. And um, she has this show on Netflix that just came out. It's called A Call to Courage. Incredible show, a little bit of language, but incredible. Her content's unbelievable. And so she has actually identified people who have gone through extreme trauma, like been in a war zone, extreme, they've lost spouses, they have lost children. And she said the ones that had joy in the midst of incredible trauma that we can't fathom, in the midst of trauma, they have joy and they had one thing in common, thankfulness thankfulness they had joy because of the thankful attitude that they had that's powerful guys that is so powerful some breakthroughs number four some breakthroughs come through resting in him we need to remind ourselves at that moment who we are we're king's kids in those moments, we stay disciplined. We continue with the word. We continue with prayer. We continue putting worship music on. And stay disciplined in those moments. And rest and know that he is God. It's in Psalms 23 where he sets a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And, but you know what? He doesn't force us to pull up a chair. He never forces us to pull up a chair. He's such a gentleman. But he's like, I've, I've laid a buffet out for you. And all you have to do is come and sit. Because, you know, sometimes our breakthroughs come by physical action. And sometimes they come through rest. And just having a meal with God. But we have to know the difference. We have to know, and it all goes back to the, the one thing, getting alone with him. Say, God, how do I fight this battle? Do I just rest in you? Or do I fight? Because we know how to fight. Sometimes he's like, no, I've called you to rest, though. And I've called you just to get alone with me, and I'm going to tell you who you are, and I'm going to tell you that you're a king's kid, and I'm going to tell you that what your inheritance is. Like, sometimes we just sit across from the lawyer, and he tells us what we've inherited. And we just, 
All we have to do is just come into agreement with that inheritance, say, okay, you can write the check over to me, but you have to sign the back and put it into your account as a deposit. That's on you. That's on you. So he's saying, come, come before me, sit, eat. It's awesome. Again, I say every impossible situation is our invitation to seek him greater. Number five, forgiveness. I would be doing you an injustice if I didn't talk about forgiveness. Because some blocks to healing only come through forgiveness. You weren't meant to carry that. It's too great of a burden to carry. It's too great. And he paid too great a price for us to hold on to any unforgiveness. Because it doesn't put them in prison. The, the abuse that happened to you, the things that happened, the betrayal that happened, it doesn't put them in prison by not forgiving them. It only puts you in prison. And if this is the way, this is the, the way that I finally broke through with forgiveness is that you have to realize that it's not the person. If you can realize that it's not the person who actually did you wrong, this war is not flesh and blood, but it's principalities, it's, it's darkness. It's, if you can realize that it was actually the enemy coming against you, in the assignment that's been on your life, if you can realize, I, I can forgive the person because it really wasn't the person. It was they were being used by the enemy as a pawn. Amen. And if I can differentiate the person from the sin, then I, it's easy for me to forgive the person. They're just a pawn. They're just a pawn in the enemy's hand. Surrender. If you don't, God, I still love you. This is how we had breakthrough with infertility. We dealt with infertility for seven years, and I, you can go back and listen to my testimony. It was, I, I gave it a couple years ago, and, um, but it was basically an Oprah episode that spurred. Um, it was really funny. It was the after show, and there was a woman on there who was dealing with infertility, and she goes, God, you have to surrender to the bigger plan. And so, um, and she goes, well, how do I do that? And she's like, through surrender, and um, because God's plan is always bigger for your life. And, um, and so, we were going through infertility treatments, and um, and every time I was like, God, I surrender all. Even if you don't give me a baby, God, I promise you, I will love you for the rest of my life. You bought and paid for my life, and I will, I've surrendered it all. I, if I've been bought and paid, then I get no say in this. Like, I'm going to love you even if. And through that surrender, we, got, we were pregnant the next month. I, there is no doubt that gave it was it catapulted us into having a baby no doubt no doubt god gave me the strategy and um and you know what 
I gave it all to him. I gave it all to him. It was like, God, I, if, if we never have kids, if we never, like, I will love you no matter what. I will serve you no matter what. I love this life that you paid for me. Communion, the blood and body of Jesus, Corinthians says every time that we take communion, we are retelling the story of what he paid for. Communion is such a powerful weapon to break through. And you can get alone with God and just and have communion together. I mean, even Corinthians goes on to say how, how those who came with the wrong attitude, it might be why they're sick. And so if we come with the right attitude, it might be because that's how we're well. There's just so much power in communion. And so that is a huge strategy to break through. So testimony, Revelations 12, verse 11. They conquered him completely through the blood of the lamb and powerful word of his testimony. They triumphed because they did not, lo- they did not love and cling to their own lives even when faced with death. Testimony. If, there's a, if, if you're going through a situation, get every testimony that you can find on that situation. Get every testimony on your health condition. Get every testimony where God broke through on a certain situation. I had three boys that dealt with dyslexia. And the first one, I remember specifically, we were here on a Monday night, and we prayed over him when we got the diagnosis. And literally the next, like, two days, I'm sitting across the table from him, and he is like, I don't even know this kid who's reading to me across the table. Well, then the next one shows up with dyslexia, and we're like, God, if you did it for him, you'll do it for my next one. God, give him breakthrough. And so then we saw breakthrough with the next one. And recently we had the third one, and, and, I, and, and I just, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling like he's just not progressing, like he should progress. And, and, and I'm like, you know what? I forgot that my, that this is a huge strategy to break through. And, I, and so I'm, I'm literally in the car, and I'm like, God, you did it for Emil. God, you did it for Evan. God, you can do it for Easton. I just stand on the testimony of God, and I just declare, God, what you did for them, you're going to do for him. You, are, you love him just the same as you love my other ones. And literally, like, it's so funny because I went to the end of the year meeting, and she goes, you know what? Something clicked for him like nine weeks ago. What in the world? And I'm like, yes, because we stand on the testimony of God. And what he did for them, he'll do for you. What he did in my life, what he did with infertility, he'll do it for you. What he did when two or three are gathered, he'll do it for you. He, I mean, he delights in doing it for you. So why do we need breakthrough? And I think this represents it the best out of any story that, and, and I just recently heard this story, and it was so unbelievable. I was like, okay, God. Um, Judges chapter 14, verse 5. And it says, Then Samson went down with his father and mother, and they came to the vineyards, and behold, a young lion came roaring. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon Samson. And although he had nothing in his hand, he tore the lion in pieces as one tears a young goat. But he did not tell his father and mother what he had done. 
Then he went down and talked with the woman. He, he was wanting to marry this woman. After some days, he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion that he tore apart. And behold, there was a swarm of bees there in the body of the lion with honey. He scraped it out into his hands and went on eating as he went. And he came to the father and mother and gave some to them, and they ate. You see, because your breakthrough is just not about you. You have people looking at you who need your breakthrough. And worship team, you can come. You have people in your life. You might have generational curses in your life that you are going to break through and when you do, you're breaking through for the rest of your generations. Your breakthrough is going to tell the testimony of God to every person around you. And we have media now that can go to the ends of the world, and your testimony of breakthrough matters. And I just want to give you hope this morning. Like, God wants to give you breakthrough. He doesn't want to keep you where you are. He wants the impossibilities. We are a people of impossibilities. And when we see them, we say, oh, but God. It's our invitation to know him greater. But it's not just for you. It's not just for you. You have to press in. Fight the good fight because you have to press in for this. Your generations are are longing for you to press in for this. If I don't deal with this thing now, then they're dealing with it. And we don't want them to deal with it. We want to deal with this now. So if you are believing for a miracle in this place this morning, I want you to stand. If you need breakthrough in an area, I want you to stand. All right, so I'm going to pray, but then I want ministry team. Um, I want you to just kind of float and let God direct you how he wants to direct you and, um, and, and pray for people. Anybody on ministry team? Uh, um, let's do this. Just put your hand on your neighbor for right now. So... Um, God of the breakthrough, you are in this place. This is a now word, God, for your people, God, who need breakthrough. You see us, God, and you say, like, let a symphony of prayer go forth, God, and you are there, God. You are so there, and you are so willing to meet us where we are. You want breakthrough more than we want breakthrough, but you don't want to leave us empty-handed without knowing the strategies. So God, I just ask for financial breakthroughs in this place, God. I ask for miracle signs and wonders, God, to flow from your people, God. If we're going to change the culture of a city, God, my breakthrough stands on changing the culture of a city.
So God, I just pray for my neighbor right now, God. We declare breakthrough, the God of the breakthrough, God, over our neighbor right now, God. Change mindsets, God, right now. How big are you in comparison to our problem? Show us right now, God, how big are you in comparison to our problem? God of the breakthrough, we just ask that you come into this place this morning. Show up with signs and wonders, God. More, God. And I've asked them to play the first song because I just want us to praise. I just want us to get to a place where we're going to say, we're going to praise you before the breakthrough. We're going to praise you, God, before you even touch our situation, God. And as they sing, I want ministry team, I want you to just just ask God who to pray for. Because there's breakthrough in this room. There is breakthrough in this room.